ladies and gentlemen, live from the treehouse, it is Stay Dizzy with Armand Sadler. discussions on the music business and the music culture and when we are so fortunate to be graced by some amazing people we bring out some guests to give y'all their perspectives me i'm still armand sadler head honcho vegan chorizo poppy baby face assassin road trip poppy road trip warrior i do it all you know the vibes but i don't do it all alone how you doing, brother? What's up, y'all? How you feeling? I'm Nick. Nick Early. I'm excited to be here again for our fourth episode of this season. Mm-hmm. We got a special guest today. Super hey, special guest today. The Busy Boys are doing it big. Last week, as y'all know, we had Jeff Jackson mixed. He is an incredible, oh, incredible mixing engineer. Uh, his his recent accomplishment, uh, he got his first gold record mixing trust for Brent Fias, and it is crazy that it is that record because we have someone here who produced that record. He didn't just produced that record, though. He also produced Gang Over Love. And that album from Brent Fias, the 2020 album, Fuck the World, the, the one that you really love this year, he produced Clouded and Been Away on that one, too. As if that isn't enough, the man has also worked with 50 Cent, L. Varner, uh-huh. AZ. That's right. Glopped at 4,000. The oh, list no. goes on and on and on. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a very, very special person, producer, creator, talent with us. His name is Nassim. How you doing, my guy? I'm doing good. Nassim. 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 Amazing. Amazing. I'm good, brother. How y'all feeling, man? Good, good. Glad to have you here. So glad to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. Us. Thank you for having me, bro. For sure. Yes, sir. I'm happy to be here. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, well, we have a great conversation with him coming up for you all later. He's going to join us and be giving you all his thoughts throughout the show. But you know, we got to shout out all of our listeners. We're tapping back in for season two. Whether you like ranch or blue cheese, jumping jacks or high knees, Bench Press or Chess Flies, Shake Shack or Five Guys, Tequila or Whiskey, Ja Rule or 50. That's a lot. You know, I'm going to go with the, I'm going to have to go with Five Guys. Okay. So, and I got to do the, the high knees and the, and the chest flies. Okay. I like All tequila right. and whiskey, though. It's, it's <laughs> both good. Both good. Both good. Uh, we want to, as you, you all will be hearing this, we will be set celebrating indigenous people's day so we want to give love to all who are recognizing that all who are celebrating that holiday shout out to you we celebrate we celebrate everybody on stage you know the vibes uh we want to give a big shout out to anchor our distribution platform if you do not know anchor we're distributing your podcast for free to all of the streaming platforms you would like to use and you can get some sponsored ads regardless of your listenership and of course shout out to zoom so you all can see our beautiful faces and our guests' faces as well weekly. You see us weekly now. We, we leveling up. The busy boys are doing the big. Are y'all ready? Are y'all ready to chat? Let's chat, baby. All right, let's chat. So uh, this past week, uh, this past Monday, I debuted for Elite Media Group. I wrote an article on what the songs of the summer for 2020 would have been if it were a normal summer. Among the songs that I listed, we had "Go Crazy" by Young Thug and Chris Brown. Savage remix, Meg Thee Stallion and Beyonce, 
Drink Time Flies, Believe It, Party Next Door and Rihanna, Blueberry Fago by Lil Mosey. We talked about that on season one, like early season one. Um, City Girls, Doja Cat, Pussy Talk. We paid Lil Baby and 42 Doug. Jack Harlow was popping. 13 songs total. I thought I came up with a pretty good list. It seemed like some people were pretty happy with my list. If you guys were to say what you feel, the song of 2020, the song of the summer for 2020 would have been if we were able to hit those day parties, hit those festivals, hit those concerts. There's a lot of music that came out this year, but we had to consume it differently. What songs resonated with you guys in that way where you would be like, yo, this is something that anytime it came on at any brunch, I know the women are going crazy and I'm going crazy. Ooh, I'm going to let Nassant go first. Say, I'm going to go first. Probably yeah, gotta, you got to go first. <laughs> the guest. <laughs> what did you say? Did you say WAP? <laughs> that was on my list, too. That was on yeah, my WAP list, too. Yeah, WAP going to go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> WAP would it, yeah. But I'm I, saying, though, like, if y'all go to Atlanta, shouldn't, you know, Ask them. They have brunch right now. Everybody outside. <laughs> oh, yeah. COVID, COVID kind of just skipped look, over them. In look, their uh, look, man, the, the plague is over in Atlanta, dog. You know yeah. It's a dub. Right. You know, it's funny for me. When I was looking at the list, I was just thinking, I was like, it's kind of like, it was just a challenge for me to pinpoint each one because it's like, like you said, each one kind of fits. In the summer, we'll get like maybe like five top records. It's typically like a top three records that are like the ones that you hear for the songs of the summer. Yeah. Um, and so, I, and I do think like songs do have like a different, like they, they hit differently, obviously when you can listen to them at brunch and go to day parties and so on and so forth. But yeah. I don't know, for me, it was just hard. It was hard for me to pinpoint exactly just one record to say like, dang, this would have taken off because even there were a lot of smash records during this time too in the summer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one I, I didn't, I forgot to mention, I don't want anyone to attack me for it. Bad Bunny Safaera. That one came out in February and that had people oh. going crazy. And you know, like, the Bad Bunny records have the longevity. Like, it don't matter when it comes out, when it's nice out, and, and the women are out and ready to dance. It's Bad going Bunny up. Records, yeah. that, you know, you know. So, like, I, I don't want anyone to attack me. I love that song. I love Bad Bunny. It's on my list. And that is also one of them ones. But I just thought it was an interesting conversation. Something to think about because, you know, yeah, we really didn't. Like, summer 2020, we were really hyping it up. Like, I, we were ready for 2020 musically and just with everything in life that it was supposed to bring and then we kind of got sidetracked but I think it's nice to kind of reflect on these songs and give them that that throne even if they didn't get it organically um with that another hypothetical situation the timeline was talking about a versus battle between Migos and Ray Strummer and who they think would win and I, you know it's a lot closer than I think people would say now I, I want to know who y'all think would win before I give my perspective I gotta gotta give it to the guests again. Not saying what you got. I'm, I mean, shit. I'm just off the top. I'm, I gotta look at the discography. I'm gonna probably go with Migos. I bet it's not gonna be like it, it's not gonna be anything like a landslide or anything. I don't think it'd be a landslide. I think it'd be neck and neck. I agree. But I agree. there's a certain song. You know what I'm saying? That, that's yeah. my yeah my my take. Got you. Yeah, I I would go with Migos too, just off the strength of just kind of like. They both have smash records. Both, both. Oh yeah, a few. Like yeah. it's just yeah, it's just like though, you're not disputing that fact, right? But I think the most important things that we talk about a lot on this podcast when we're talking about verses mm -hmm. a lot is the curation of like the order and how they put together the order. Super the important. Like yeah, you yeah. gotta have counters. You know, if you're really trying to win, because sometimes these verses be like healing circles or like people having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, but uh, when the ones that are actually competitive, like can see them trying to one up but it matters like yo you'd be on twitter and people like why didn't they play this song to counter that so that's always right. an account but i think migos would have it i mean from handsome and wealthy alone to me to culture and it, it would be i think they would have it yeah i'm 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 a little torn like you know and I, like ray summer's first album strum life has so much on it and migos have you know a, a little more time in the game a lot more music out than ray summer and like some very notable hits but like if 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 Ray Strummer hit them with a couple of joints on that first album, Strum Life, like Lit Like Bic, uh, No Type, of course, was crazy. No Flex Zone. Like, they, they got stuff on there. Um, those are all, Nick, you, you know how we feel about those are all. Yeah, yeah. You know how <laughs> we feel about that yeah. song. That was you, a heat. I, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering what the Migos play 
to throw some mo. Like I'm, I'm immediately, I think maybe Bad and Bougie, mm. but like and Bad and Bougie is bigger. But I like throw some more as a song better than Bad and Bougie. That's what I'm saying. It's like like, like uh, Nassim was saying. It's just kind of like they they both have great records, and it wouldn't be a landslide. I think. Yeah, it's, it's nah, it would be it would be neck and neck. But what do you play against? He said throw some more. Yeah. Damn. I thought Bad and mm. Bougie was a good counter, possibly. Is that Ray Shimmer's biggest song? Tell us some more. Oh no, no, no! It wasn't. It wasn't. But like, like while Bad and Bougie might be one of Migos' biggest songs, I don't think it's one of their like best. Like, yeah, you best can get deep out or yeah, I got you. biggest. Like you know, yeah. the, like Versace is one of those like head cracks, or Handsome and Wealthy is yeah. one of those head cracks. Like Bad and Bougie has that energy based on its commercial success, but I think Migos has things that they might rank higher in their catalog, and then they would bring out in a certain situation. So it. And apparently, Sway Lee said he's down for for this versus battle. So if it happens, I'm I'm tuned in. Like I'm I'm front row on my phone, <laughs> locked into <laughs> to the IG live battle. Um, so Migos, Ray Strummer, I, I hope y'all do it. I, I I can't pick a side just yet, but I don't know. I, I might be leaning towards Ray Strummer personally. You know, we'll see though. We'll see. Uh, a, a major album that dropped this weekend that I want to talk about. I, I really really enjoyed. Reason. Reason from TDE dropped his new album, New Beginnings. I've personally been waiting on this for a while. Reason's a special artist to me. He he was the first artist I wrote about when I got my first byline on uh, a certain magazine. Uh, we don't, eh, whatever. But, um, <laughs> but the album is really, really good. He's got features from Mariba, J.I.D., Isaiah Rashad, Schoolboy Q, um, Rhapsody, 14 songs. He's, he's, he's talking some heavy stuff. Uh, me and Nick uh, listened to it on our ride up, uh, Windows Cry, where he gets into, like, you know, how people are critiquing him working with TDE and how they feel about, you know, mixed by Ali and him being, you know, managed by certain people and just all, all, all these narratives that kind of get created when you get assigned to a big label. And Reason's always been very vocal about, you know, himself, where he stands, his music, and, like, how he feels. Like, he's, he's wanted to put this album out since... I wrote about his last project in 2018. Mm. He's been ready to come out, but we know TDE runs a very tight ship and, you know, they, they operate strategically for a reason, but I think this is really great timing, especially for it to come two years after he dropped a project that really put him on a lot of people's um, radar. So I, I really, really enjoy the project. Rhapsody has, has my favorite feature right now, um, but top to bottom, I really, really enjoyed it. How would y'all feel about it? I mean, when we were listening to it, yeah, the, the ones that were stand out for me is like, you know, Reason is a great rapper, and I mean, being from the West Coast, like, I just, I love that. I love hearing that sound all the time. Yeah. So, um, I really, really enjoyed the Rhapsody one, um, and then, like you said, the last record really just kind of hit me in the chest. Was like, whoa, like, yeah, you know, the fact that he was saying these things, um, he, he's a different type of honest. I think he's a different type of direct that we don't get in a lot of rappers, and I think he's not afraid to put a lot of things on the song. So, I mean, he was saying things like real thoughts that I'm sure he was thinking that he was put that you know he was talking about like. He's talking about uh, Mick Ali. He's talking about Punch. He's talking about his managers, which is, I believe, uh, Top Sons. Yeah. Like, it was it was some real dope stuff that he put on on a record. So I I'm I'm excited. I was excited to hear that sort of honesty, and, and the beat selection was impeccable to me. Amazing. So I really yeah. It. yeah yeah. I didn't get a chance to listen to the whole thing. I just heard two songs my boy did, and it, you know it was it was hard. It was I think it was called, it was the one with Schoolboy. And yeah, another one with uh, Alameda. Yeah, Alameda cooked. So, she, so she yeah, so so Cal, yeah, Cal Banks did them too. Those are the shout ones. Shout out to Cal Banks. Cal Banks, that's my dog. He um, 40, forty Cal, that's my boy. He got a lot of um, mentions when he uh, pulled up to the Dreamville sessions. He was there for the Dreamville sessions. Oh yeah, he fired. That dude. Yeah, fired. so that's that's when I got familiar with them. His work is amazing. Mm. Shout out to him. Reason really talks about him a lot. Use him a lot. So yeah, um, no, I'm he's a, crazy. Yeah, shout out to shout out to Reason, shout out to everyone who's involved. You know, it's crazy, Nick. The song "Windows Cry," the one we were talking about, either Top or Punch. One of them. I saw an article. I forget. I forget who, but one of them pushed him to put that song out. And it's like hearing it, like you know, if, if you hear it and you're like the average ear who doesn't think, you might think like there's beef between Reason and his label because he's saying all these things. But it's like you know, these are things he's hearing, and you know, the things he takes into account as an artist. So it's just crazy that like his label has so much trust in him and his talent. Like, no, put that out. Like, well, let these people know that these are things that you're battling. And, you know, they're honest. Yeah, it's honest. And there we go. That's that. Well, what more can we want from our artists than honesty? It's a different level of honesty. 
It is. It is. It's 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 a risk in a way. Like it's it's something that people will create a story off of easily if they have nothing better to do. So yeah, shout out to Reason for that album. I really really enjoyed it. My boy Jordan Rose did a dope interview with him for Kazi Magazine. Shout out to Jordan Rose for that interview. He did his thing. Um, but that's that's the chat. Uh, Nick, what you sipping on, my brother? I'm sipping on. You know I me. Mean? I like my healthy drinks or whatever. So we got some kombucha. Okay. You, you, you be sipping on kombucha, Hassan? Once in a while, man, my girl be drinking that, so I guess I drink it. Why you say I guess that I gotta stuff? drink it sometimes. Why you say that nah. stuff like it's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> no, nah, I'm, I'm sipping on some little, you know, some water. All water. right. Okay. Big jug. Big I'm jug. Right. Hydrated, man. We like the jug. Okay. The jug is good, man. It keeps me on point. You know what I'm there you go. Stay healthy, bro. Stay healthy. Gotcha, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I like so, Nah, man. All I drink is juice and soda, man, all day. There we go. You know I gotta get my little, <laughs> I'm trying to get this brand deal, so I'm gonna take a little. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> All right. Cool. Now that we got the brand deal going and everything, our half and half is coming from the Rolling Stone. One of my favorite writers who supplied us with a lot of articles and conversation is Miss Amy X. Wang. This her is an article talking about can the Recording Academy make the Grammys shine again? Which is an interesting conversation since uh, first round voting has been going on, and by the time this episode airs. It will have concluded for the first round. Um, for your consideration, if people have seen any of those posts on IG, it's basically like getting artists are submitting to the Recording Academy trying to get their songs considered for Grammys um, for, for review. Um, so basically what's happened, I don't know if people remember, in the early beginnings of 2020, and given what's, you know, I hate to say what's going on in the, in the world right now, but uh, given the social unrest, the injustice all the sort of things that's happening um combined with sort of this kind of like the lack of tolerance for now we're saying enough is enough that sort of sentiment now um i don't know if people saw this but uh at the at the grammys uh deborah dugan who was once the ceo she was placed on the leave um she was the first uh, female ever chief who had uh, replaced a, a longtime head whose name is neil portnow um she filed an eeoc complaint employment opportunity commission complaint a legend of corruption and the secrecy that was going on with the academy, um, saying that you know they had financial misdealings, they had some. Uh, it's sort of like she likened it to a boys' club. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people talking about like Tyler Crater came out and sort of discussed about the urban contemporary sort of category and saying that that was a politically correct way to say the N word. Um, and then recently after they went ahead and erased urban and now call it progressive. Um, and then Diddy. You know, at uh, Clyde Davis's party, which is a very famous party that happens every year, he went on stage and sort of talked about the elephant in the room, alleging the misconduct and the vote rigging that's been happening by the Academy and sort of basically saying, y'all have 365 days to get it together. <clears throat> so the Academy is kind of being outed and ousted as sort of like uh, an institution that has sort of proliferated and exacerbated the issues of you know, racial inequality, of gender inequality, things that are just problematic. Especially, especially uh, exploiting the groups that are supplying the music, supplying the culture, you know, exploiting women, exploiting minorities. And so um, they've had a few action steps that they've done. They've created uh, up next uh, 2,300, wow, 2,300 voting member class um, that was 48% female, 32% of the members coming from minorities and underrepresented racial groups. Um, they've hired their first ever DNI officer, Felicia Butterfield Jones. Um, so she announced a, a partnership with Color of Change and several other diversity initiatives, such as the Black Music Advisory Group. So there seems to be a sort of an effort there um, that they're trying to, on paper, I would say, fix some of the issues and trying to put people in place to make some of those things happen. So for you, Nassim, I have a question about, you know, how do you feel about the Grammys in general and so far as the recording can be do? How do you feel about them and, and their sort of processes? I'm sure you're mm. on the inside. You've been a part of people and records submitting for Grammys and all those sort of things. And I'm sure you've dealt with mm. all that kind of stuff. I don't know if you're under NDA, if you can't speak about nah, it. Nah, man, I ain't on none of that shit, bro. I'm yeah. like super not corporate, even though like I work with who I, you know, whoever I work with, but it's just cap. And yeah. it's like the same reason, like, bro, like when 50 lost to Evanescence, like what? Yeah. Like, get Richard I trying, like, losing to that, bro. I can't name you one song off that album. Not me. I mean, the yeah. Evanescence album. Or even when Kendrick lost. So it's like, I mean, you know, I get it. Like, sometimes we have this illusion we want to seek that validation or that, like, oh, we got a Grammy. And it's like, 
I get it. Like the intention is, you know, pure. It's like, oh, you want to, you want to be recognized, but it's like, look who's record. Like, I, like, do I really care to be recognized by them? I'm, I'm cool. Like, you feel me? And so, yeah, so I, to me, it's like, um, I mean, I'm with, I don't want to be like cynical, but you know, if it's really, if they're really working towards a progressive, like towards being more progressive and shifting towards that and then cool. Like, yeah, that, that's great. But you know, it's like, you got to show me something first. So it's like, yeah, I don't, you know what I mean? It sounds good, but like, you know, and so see. do you think to show you something, because like here, what, you know, in the article describes it, like the different measures that have taken place, they're hiring the diversity and inclusion officers, making yeah, sure the music cares arm and other things are happening. Like, do you think that is show me something or is it show me something in the winds? That's a start. That's a start. That's a start. That That's a start. But even with voting, like I have, you know, a homegirl that was like, yo, you need to like, you know, you need to try to get on the, on the, on the board. Cause you need to have like certain credits, I guess, in order to even be a part of the voting member, like being a, um, yeah. a voting member. So like, if we producers, songwriters, are, you know, producers, songwriters, like actually, you know, try to become a member to vote. Like we have to be active on that on, on, on like on our side as well too. Right. But I mean, I, I feel like, I don't know if it holds the same weight. I don't really know, man. I feel like it's like people are just not they're off of it. Like like well, I don't like it was I don't know. It just it don't have like it just doesn't hold the same weight, I believe. At least people around me that I work yeah. with. You feel me? We we already feel like, you know, we're on our way. We we were independent, completely independent. Yeah. We make it, you know, we we're, we're putting out, you know, the you, you like y'all hear what we putting out and you know, we're making a living and it's like this is not the end all be all, but we're still working towards moving, you know, keep keep onward, upward, but it's like I don't know. That shit is whatever, bro. Like uh, to be honest, I feel you. And I'm speaking for myself. No, and, right. you know, that's cool. Yeah, I think people do want that. You know, like every artist does say, of course, no. You shouldn't do the art for the accolades. You shouldn't do the art Never. for the rewards or anything like that. Ever for the money, none mm-hmm. of that. Those Just are all the by, those are all those are all byproducts of, of mm-hmm. you know you doing your mission, um, mm-hmm. and getting that. And so, like, yeah, I think some people naturally want that sort of validation. It's like a, it's kind of like a check, you know, checking the box and whatnot. But I, I completely understand. So I guess we'll have to see what they're doing because it seems like behind the scenes they're trying to make some efforts, putting people in play to give them the power to make. Right. Them. But we well, but you like think like a, but you think like a sixty-five, like a fifty-five or sixty-year-old white person uh, is gonna know what R&B album of the year is or like hip hop album of the year? Definitely. Just how I don't know. I, I ain't gonna know what to pick for country album of the year. I don't, I mean, I'll probably <laughs> pick the most popular name. I'll be like, oh shit, fucking right. Teddy Chesney. I don't know, but like, <laughs> I don't, I don't like, like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't know. So like you, it's like, we're in it. What, what are we in it for? And if yeah. we're in it to, you know, obviously it's a little bit. It's self. It's not. I don't say selfish, but self fulfilling because we're doing music. You know, it's it's like we're um. We're you know we're being inspired and we're trying to express ourselves. So it is self fulfilling. We feel good. We make some dope shit. You like feel right. like you know what I mean. But yeah. it's like yeah. you know, and also music help. You know, it, music is like it can inspire somebody. And you know, and you just how I was inspired to make music from certain people. Like you're doing that as well, consciously or not consciously, whatever. But you know, just know be responsible with that. But it's like yeah, like you said, the accolades. Like all right, it's cool, but that's not why we do it. That's not exactly. why you shouldn't do it. Exactly. You know I mean? Yeah. So. That was the half and half. Y'all heard it from Nassan. He said it's cap. So we're going to see. That's it. It's cap. It is. Uh, we're going to jump into our employee of the month. We want to give another shout out to our boy, Rock to Miss Crime, mixing and recording engineer. Great guy. Great guy. And like I said last week, without a recording engineer or a mixing engineer, your team is, is not going to operate as much as you want. They're the quarterback, mm-hmm. but, but they might be. No, nah, they're the linemen, not the quarterback. I'm sorry. The artists are looked at as the quarterback, but a quarterback is only as good as his linemen. So you need, you need that. You need that. Got to give him time to throw. Got to. You have to. And with that, we're going to get into the time. It is time for the slide deck. Please talk to us, Frank Ocean. That song wasn't the single, but you weren't either. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have a guest here. So we're going to let our guest first let us know what he is bringing to play for us. So what did you bring for us, brother? We're looking for, uh, you said for under, overlooked song, you said? 
Uh, deep cuts, you know, album, songs that people might not might I not think, know, might not recognize. Let's see, maybe a song. I I did this song. It was with uh, Buddy and Kent James off of the uh, Jank Tape. It was called She Take. I think I that's know. a little bit. Might be a little over All right, let's hear it. Into it. She thinks she love me. She thinks she love me. She thinks she love me. She see me on TV and now she thinks she falling in love. She smoked up all my weed and now she thinks she falling in love. She see my diamond ring and now she thinks she falling in love. She heard my new CD and she hit me and said she thinks she love me. 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 Yeah. Turned up with a new hot bitch. She wanna be with me, but I got options. Oh, oh, oh. it's hard to make up my mind. Just clocked in on a night shift. When I go, go, she ain't gon' like it. No, 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 sugar. I gotta leave you behind. I know she bad, bad, so damn bad, too bad. I'm about to smash, smash, and dash, dash, too bad. question people ask producers like oh was there a story behind that but we know sometimes <clears throat> y'all just be sending beat packs out to people and they mm-hmm. just might they might listen to something and be like and then they might listen later and be like oh it's hard and then make something to it so you know there's kind of like two directions it can go so it, is there a story behind this or was it something that you just like sent sent off and it was like oh they made something of it Don't now me. this was a I, I made the music for this one so i made the right. sample of the music and i'm uh my homie axel foley he's made the beat so he he put the yeah. So we we made the beat, and then I think Buddy was over at his crib and he just played for him. And then mm. it. Yeah, sure. that's so that's happening. Yeah, sometimes sometimes there's a crazy story. Sometimes it just be mad like it's easy or yeah. whatever. But yeah, this this particular one was just super super simple. That's a fire song, man. Thank you yeah. for sharing that with us. Thank yeah, you. I appreciate it, bro. Thank you. Yeah, brother Nick, what what you got for us, my man? Uh, I really really enjoy this next artist that I'm about to shout out. Um, I think he's a very talented brother. I, I really want him to get his his shine and his flowers. Um, mm, this, is a, this is a project off of his uh, Phases 2 EP. He's a very talented brother. His name is Aaron Ray. This is Don't Chase by Aaron Ray. Oh, produced, yeah. Yeah, produced by The Rascals and Aaron Ray. Right. Let's get it. Gotta explain Things done changed You don't treat me the same Looking for someone to blame For your ways Oh, that's so insane Is it the things that I say? Is it space? Oh, please tell me straight Maybe we just a face Guess it's safe to say we're drifting away Please don't chase super fire and i really want more people to get hit um because the brother be producing his own stuff you know at least co-producing he writes sings he does a lot of things he's in a lot of rooms um you know behind a lot of songs and helping to write things and so that song when i first heard it it gave me very he has like a very uh i would say he has like a a nostalgic old soul feel to a lot of his stuff um and where he goes melodically and where he you know his selections of, of instruments and scores and stuff like that and that gave me a kind of a cross between it felt like stevie 
and he sounds kind of like babyface a little bit the way his his approach. Yeah. And then, I don't know if y'all got that from him, but that's that's what I got when I was I was listening to it, and uh, I really love that song. That song is hitting me right now where I'm at in my life. We're not gonna get into that. We are. We are. <laughs> <laughs> we're following we're following Nick on his <laughs> on his journey to enlightenment. I love it though. As, as, men, as men, we can be open. We can be open. This is a vulnerable podcast. Exactly. But we have we had to be open. Human. Judgment judgment yeah. free zone here, man. That's this is good. That's a fact. Nah, look at nah. you fitting in. Look, look at our guests fitting in right, to the energy. Right. The energy. I love that. Right. Right. All right. Well, but anyways, uh, enough of the sadness. Uh, <laughs> Armand, what you got for us, yeah? I, I I guess I guess I'm gonna take it in a slightly different direction. Um, you know, yeah, yeah. I know I love my R&B, but I like to provide the R&B flavor and the rap mm. flavor as well. So today I brought a track by the name of Immortal by Chief Armand. It's spelled A R M A N D, though, not A R M O N. Because I'm unique. I, you know, that's that's my name. <laughs> that's me. This is Chief Armand, but it's featuring my brother, my sans, Jacques Lane. Produced by Authentic, so we know we don't get into that. Hard to breathe, ain't it? Colors don't matter when you coming out the trial stainless. Woo! Thankful to be alive. 22 years of cheating death, I'm almost 25. Yeah. Uh. Dying to stay alive. Yeah. Mortal man taking a stand to be immortalized. I can't tell you how to stay alive. The only sacrifice of being me is why I'm sanctified for all these lies. I had to tell my shorty when I seen her eyes. Fear of losing mine is what really caused me to lose my mind. Stuck in time, processing trauma I knew was always mine. Blood scarlet red, gon' make you stop at that stop sign. I crossed the line many times to go and get what isn't mine. I'm leaving open letters for you to know that we victimized. Black on black to blue on black, black eyes sure to make you blind. Lose your time, maneuver through sewers, duck when it's shooters time. Cross the news, newest for who could breathe when our souls is dying? Got us all in prison. Architects will say it's so designed. <laughs> the shooter ain't catch you all be immortalized. Hard to save a dime when all you see is debt. It's hard to breathe, ain't it? Your mind don't matter if these niggas wanna see you brainless. I wanna see you cry. And if they take your man's life, I wanna see you ride. You see, you chose this life. And if you're chosen by death, I pray you immortalized. All right. Josh. Shout out to Chief Armand. Shout out to Jock. I heard that track recently. That's a recent feature off Chief's project. Um, Jock, I definitely, definitely enjoy his energy. You know, he definitely brings that that New York, that gritty, that very like in your face kind of like haymaker lyricism. Um, yeah. And, you know, just talking to him, given we have the relationship, you know, he's definitely, as an artist, been trying to speak more to things beyond himself. You know, everyone can rap about the dollars and flex and all that, but he's really trying to use his voice to speak about things happening within the black community. And, you know, as there are certain nuances in that verse that really speak to some larger, broader issues and things that people deal with internally and externally. Um, and just the concept of being immortal, we talked about that on our very first episode, uh, the sound of immortality. You know, I thought, I've just always been very fascinated with that. Um, so, yeah, I really, really enjoyed this track. Shout out to all of them for what they did. As y'all know, the Stay Busy Slide Deck is available on all platforms. You can hit the link tree in our bio to listen if you want your slide added, artists, I told y'all last week, and I got a little energetic. I'm going to try to stay calm this week. We got an amazing producer here. We have two amazing producers here. We have an amazing songwriter and artist, and we got me. Don't you want me to listen to good music? Don't you want Nick to hear good music and be inspired by some good music? Don't you want Nasset to listen to some fire music as well? Like, come on, man. It's just, it's, it's like, send us some stuff. We could get right. That's it. So hit the link tree in our bio, hit our email, and let's get to it. Stay busy slide day. Now, with our guest here, we're going to try to loosen up a little bit, have some fun. Our new segment, Auto Reply, which we introduced last week. We're going to say some words. You're going to let us know the first word that comes to mind. Nick and I are going to trade off. I'm going to let Nick start it off this week. Let's go. We're going to start it off easy. Let's say producer. Producer, ooh, quarterback. Ooh, no, 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 underappreciated. Underappreciated. Okay. We're going to talk about that later. We're going to talk about that later. We're going to talk about Chicago. Home. Vocals. 
buttery. Compression. Mm, uh, required. <laughs> <laughs> Songwriting. Important. Pet peeve. Damn, pet peeve. Nail biting. Food. Mm. Food. Tacos. Tacos. What kind of tacos? Man, shit, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you. The only time I eat pork, bro, is Apa Store tacos. Apa Store, you already know. <laughs> I already know. Them shit is smacking. My boy gets the fucking pineapple. Oh, nah, it's over. Apa it's Store, over, bro. Pineapple. I'm from LA, so I've been knowing about the yeah. Food yeah, I'm, I live in LA, so like I'm, okay, copy. You know, yeah. All right, how about Nasset? Damn, Nasset. Uh, man, uh, underdog. There you go. Eight Bang. Studio. Safe place. Life. Beautiful. Vacation. Dominican Republic. (laughs) (laughs) We love the DR. We love people. people. Oh, we love the DR. Everything DR. All right, awesome. Thank you for your, your candid and your honest responses. And with that, yeah, yeah, for sure. we want to get into our conversation with you, learning about you and everything that you've done. Um, so, Nick, please, again, start us off, bro. So, uh, Nassen, tell us a little bit more about who you are, how you, you know, first mm. came into music. Uh, I've seen some, some, some interviews and videos, but I want you to tell our viewers, of course, how did you become Nassen that we're looking at today? Mm. Um, man, bro, it's a lot of... Uh, a lot of just taking a bunch of fucking chances, bro, and just mm-hmm. going off of uh, trusting your intuition. But like, I, I mean, it's a long. I mean, I've been doing music for I'm 31 now, so I started doing like I started trying to get placements and stuff. I was like 18. Okay. So I would just save up my bread. I was working at uh at Finish Line. I was working at the mall. So and then I fresh. used to work. At, yeah. So I was so yeah, hell yeah. So <laughs> and then um I I had another job sometimes at this grocery store in Chicago. It's called Jewel. Like okay. Jewel Oscar. It's like a safe way or whatever. Okay. So I used to do that and just stack my bread up and just, you know, try to figure out where I was going to do. And um, I went to New York in 2008 to go work with, I would, uh, I, I somehow got DJ K-Slay's email. Wow. I was going to, I wanted to work with Papoose at the time. It was like 2008. I was like, yo, uh-huh. I was like super in my fucking hip hop. Like, yo, I'm going to do this shit. And he's like, <laughs> so I sent him some beats and he's like, yo, this shit's fire. Like, you know, like, like we gotta link up. So I kind of just, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna be in New York in two weeks, which was, it was cap because I wasn't going to New York. <laughs> I was just like, I'm gonna, I'm like, I'm about to make some shit shake, and I ended up going out there, and you know, I got the 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 the, the runaround, and and uh, I, shit, not even a runaround. I didn't even get, uh, uh, I didn't get the, like, I was getting swerved. Uh, I was like, so the very last day that I was in New York, I was at Port Authority, just charging on my phone and shit. And uh, and I was waiting for just kill some time, and I was on allhiphop.com. I was on the on all hip hop, and I saw this little video that was talking about about Fifty Cent and like oh Fifty Cent and meet his staff, like people that help him. You know, they just meet everybody, marketing, A and R, everybody. Yeah, yeah. So the little the light bulb hit, bro, and I was like, yo, I'm gonna just go over there. Like, I'm gonna just I'm gonna find an address online, and just walk over there. So it used to be over there by by Madison Square Garden. So I just walked from Port Authority to Madison Square Garden. With oh, a beat CD in my suitcase, and shit, I just made shit shake. And it was like the intern, uh, he's the front. His name is A, and he, man, he just decided to help me out. Man, he just, I think he just wanted to you know, do his good deed of the day. He's like, "Fuck it, let's go. I got you." Mm-hmm. Wow. So, he, so he went and got the A and R, and uh, that was wow. it. And then, uh, and he's like, "Yo," and he came out, and I'm like, "Oh shit, dude, I seen the video." I'm like, "He's like, yo, what's up? You got some beats in my ear?" And um, I, I made a beat CD because we were still making beat CDs at that time. Yeah. yeah. And and one of those beats made a made it on his album, and then the other one I did was like through email. But like that kind of that started everything. So it's like, it's just like it goes back to just like how I try to keep that same that same mentality is like turning you know shit into sugar and not like you know flipping it. So if it's like it's negative, it ain't negative. It's just you know you just gotta figure it out. You right. know, but but it's there for you. You know what I'm saying? Was that the before I self destruct joint? Yeah, so okay. the, the album that I was yeah, so before I set the show, that was the first my first major, 
uh, like major placement. And then from there, I got my like major to my lawyer, and um, and it was I still to this day still have her now. And um, but yeah, it, it just you know it just kind of like I was just like I said I was following my gut, man. Just like it told me to go, but I just didn't know I set the bar here, and it was really like over here. It's like right. But um, so I just that that was just a lesson, and it taught me that all right, cool, like we on the right path. Cause sometimes shit, you know, if it's forced, it's probably not. I don't know. If you forcing shit, it's not. It's not and that's any music, relationships, whatever. Like you forcing it, it's probably not for you. Right, right. It's right. the shit that kind of comes, you know. So. That naturally flows for you. Um, it should. It should flow, yeah. So at this time, were you going by Nascent? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so- I've I've had that name. Sounds like like, like I picked that name because I wanted to rap. And I, I think I found okay. that name. My 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 uh my aunt was babysitting me, and she was going to school. She was going to college, and she had like I was reading like she had some homework out, and it was a word I seen. The, I seen the word and the definition of it, and I was like, that shit's dope, and it looked cool on paper. It just mm-hmm. looked dope, so I was like, I'm a, but I mean I'm pronouncing it wrong. I think the the correct way is nascent, but that shit sound whack. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, so I was like, nice. yeah, nascent sound whack as hell. So not nascent, not yeah, nascent, yeah, nascent yeah, is whack as hell. So I was like, nascent sounds a little cool. So I just, I thought that's how you said it. And it's so, cool because if you break it down, it's Nas and then Scent, like I think 50 Cent. But I, I, I yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Anyways. Yeah, but, <laughs> but I think the definition is like coming into existence, process of emerging, mm, like the beginning, you know what I'm saying? It's the beginning shit. And it's just like cool how it's translated in my career where it's like, you know, I was chasing placements from like 2009 to 2014. And in yeah. five years, I was like trying to get placements and playing the lottery until I came to LA in 2014 and realized what the, what the play really was. And it's like developing young artists. Oh, right. And I was still working. And I was still working with like hella people in Chicago. So I was still, I mean, you know, I'm Chance and like Saba and like, uh, what I did a joint with, um, I was like, man, bro, there was so many rappers in Chicago I was working with that were up and coming, but I wasn't like, I was still like trying to get the major placements. When yeah. I came here is when I'm like, oh, nah, like I have to find someone that I believe in and go go all in, go crazy. And that's so, where, we, where we build more leverage. And who was that person that you started? The first person, bro, the reason why I moved to LA was to work with B.B. Borelli. Okay. Yeah, so my boy, Fabe, Paperboy Fabe was like, bro, just come. Like, he said, yo, you need to come out here and work with her. Just come stay on my couch. And that's all I needed. Shit, I was like, shit. I, I was nice. stacking my bread up. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Cause that, that, yeah. that LA move was a big move. You got to get a whip, apartment, all furniture. Like, you. So I'm like, shit, I'm trying to stay. I'm figuring it out. He's like, bro, stay on my couch. I'm like, shit, say less. We say out. That. And, then, and, th- and that was it. And then from there, I just, I never, like, yeah, I was here. So, yeah. you know, I think if people look at, your your production credits, you know they, mm-hmm. they and uh, we would agree you you have been they say successful producer, but you know people people see a lot of the outward facing success and they don't always think about you know what people deal with internally. So are there so are, are there any moments within the last twelve years since you got that major placement that you felt like you failed and how have you dealt with failure and kind of moved forward beyond it? I um I have a, a pretty healthy relationship with failure, so for me I don't take shit personal. So it's like, th- th- what we do here is like it's like trying to make it's like if you play ball and you try to make the league, and it's like there's only 450 spots open in the league. There's only 450 players. Yeah. And you and you and you'll be at the, you'll be the gym. You'll see people in the G League and all these that like yo they they they're crazy. I think they get who. Go work. So that just tells you how good you have to be in order to just. You know, to to be at that level. So same thing with music, bro. It's, everyone's trying to do. It's it's hard. It's like a one percent. You know, I mean, to make a living and a sustainable living and actually do shit, it's hard as fuck. So you're gonna have to be willing to take more shit than other people. You feel what I'm saying? And and yeah. if you could do that, then and you stay consistent, you stay moving up, onward, upward, and actually making progress. Because it, it still matters. Like I mean, to me at least, what you do in your craft. You just gotta take more. Yeah, I, I'm just as willing to take more shit. <laughs> like, just literally, like, fuck it. Like, I know I'm probably going, you know. And they're not L's, but you know, it is what it is. Right. When did yeah. go ahead? Armin. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna, I was gonna like follow it up. Like, you know, I, I'm a journalist. Nick is an artist, mm-hmm. producer, songwriter, also works in TV. So we know the entertainment industry as a whole can be very exhausting. People are, you know, have selfish intent. People can tell you one thing and operate another way. So how, how have you kind of navigated those waters and navigated relationships with people and just kind of maintain yourself and your peace amongst people who might right. you know, not be looking for your best interest? Yeah. Um, 
man, I, for for me, just speaking personal, like um, I've been pretty good at like uh, I think just having like me working hella different jobs before I music became like my main hustle, my main thing. Mm-hmm. Was being able to, you know, just meet different types of people and different, just different personalities from different walks of life, whatever. So I'm like, I can read a room and, and like I know, like, all right, cool, this might be cat. But it's like I don't really take this shit too personal when it's like out because entertainment at the end of the day. So it's like I don't really. So if it's like it's somebody I don't really know. You know, I don't have an old relation with him. He like do some funny shit. It's, I mean, how are you doing? What you? I mean, whatever. Like we, we're gonna fix it and it's cool. But now, if it's like someone from my inner circle, then yeah, that's what I'm gonna take that person because this is like I consider somebody like a friend, you know what I mean, or like whatever. But this is just entertainment. That's what it is. You feel me? So it's like it's, it's you gotta. I mean, obviously, have tough skin, some shit, whatever. But it's like also knowing yourself, knowing what you stand for. Are you gonna compromise your whatever your moral compass, your integrity, whatever you stand by? Because you gotta live with that shit. So it's like you. you I mean, you know, there's some people that's they cool with that, and that's on them. But uh, I, I, I'm cool because I know, like, all right, whatever I got, how I did it, I, I did it. Like, I know I did it with integrity. And uh, ain't no funny shit going to come out ever because it's not there. So it's like, it's cool. Right. You know what I mean? Question, you personally, you were kind of talking about a lot of th- different things. And it seems as if you mm-hmm. sort of spoke on the approach of, like, kind of what's for you is for you, you know, in a lot Correct. of ways. So mm-hmm. how did you approach from, like, that 09 to 2014 trying to push to get placements as, as you understood that, you know, it's a lot of it is relationships and just knowing someone who mm-hmm. knows somebody in the team yeah. getting in the room with the mm-hmm. artist or just being able to make sure the artist hears it. How do you approach personally approach networking as a producer, but also trying to maintain sort of a natural approach to it and not be too extra, but also, you know, make sure you're putting yourself out there and pushing the limit when you can. Right. Right. Ne- ne- networking. Like I used to do, I used to go to all these events, bro. I used, to, I went to one thing, uh, Shaw Money used to do this uh, conference in Phoenix. It's called mm-hmm. the one stop shop. And I went one year and I met a lot of people that I work with today. I met my boy B Butcher, who's like, yeah, he's, yeah. he's a producer and a composer. Yeah. That's one of my really, really good friends. I met, I have no, I knew him already from the internet, but we met in person there. Mm-hmm. And like, I met, you know, my, my boy Jake one, like I knew of Jake yeah, one already. But he was there. I met, you know, it, it was a lot it, it's it was a lot of people I met, but like um and it's crazy to think because too a lot of those dudes, a lot of people that, that were there they probably don't do music anymore. But that's how hard this shit is. It's like it's crazy. Bro. It's like you really it, but but um but it, it is relationships are, I mean yeah, but it is it's tricky, man, because there's some producers that I feel like if you if you're good with networking and meeting people and building relationships then you you're like you kind of taking this shit in your own hands and you're like you have you might have like an entrepreneurial spirit where you're trying to go make shit happen and do what you gotta do as opposed to a producer who just might be super talented but he just wants to sit in the room he or she might just want to be make their beats sign a pub deal have a manager and I, and I don't want to be bothered type shit yeah so it's different you feel me it's not I don't think there is a right or wrong you feel me so if you're not really out there networking and meeting people then maybe you have someone that is doing that and they bring you you know session. Or whatever, or you might be doing it yourself. But it's, I mean, relationships will get you stuff that money can't get you. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so you need that. And that's the real currency is, is the people. Of course. That's, that's, any that's, business that's, is the people, yeah. And it's the people, bro. Anything. Like, the money shit is just a, it's a tool. It's like a, you know, you're getting rewarded, but that's not what motivates or, you know what I mean, or defines. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, as you know, we had Jeff Jackson last week. Um, you both speak very highly of each other. Um, and so we're interested in, you know, the one, your relationship personally with Jeff, you know, is he someone you've been able to get into the studio with? And just generally the synergy between an engineer and a, and a producer and how, you know, like the most important aspect of that. Yeah, Jeff, I've known Jeff for probably 12 years, maybe. I met Jeff at a Classic Studios in Chicago. So Classic Studios is like, one of the main, like, everybody in Chicago is recorded there. Like, Chance has done, did acid rap there. Like, every, I mean, just, like, the Mount Smino did a lot of his shit there. But everybody in Chicago that do music, they go to Classic Studios. And um, it's, it became, it's, it's become a hub, you know what I mean, of talent. Um, so I met Jeff at the at Classic Studios, just doing sessions for me. Like, I would bring an artist or something. Okay. And uh, when he came to L.A., um, He's out in LA looking for a studio to 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 do his mixes out of, and I linked him with my homie who I said Fabe, who found BB. So we so we put so then little by little I started assembling this team. You feel me? So okay. Jeff 
so, so Jeff's mixed and, and done all all of the songs I've been releasing these last few months, and you know, and obviously Brent stuff too. But uh, yeah, Jeff is like a really good friend of mine, and he's like he's one of the best, one of the best at what he does, and just people in general. He's a, he's yeah. a good person. You know what I mean? He's a good. It's like he's I, I've so I've been so at this point I'm like able to just work with people that I think are like good people. So like if I can like go out with you and get drunk with you, go get food, talk, chop, whatever, like exactly. then we're gonna, we, our, our chemistry in the studio is going to be crazy. But if like I peep already your cap, I'm, I'm just going to chill. <laughs> it's super, it's super simple. Man. I it's love, like, I I'm know, so, man, the word. <laughs> no, you're right. You love, what you say? You love what? No, I was going to say, I, I love that approach you made about working with good people, you know, because I think this industry that, that we all work in, you know, we kind of, look at it and we see someone who's above us who's super talented super connected we want to work with them just because we see what we can get out of it exactly. but you know and like nick said the really and you said the relationships are everything like you know we, we come across so many people who aren't that great and we're like damn just meeting a good person and having a conversation with a good person is so refreshing like i, I just want to work with you just because of how you are like regardless of your talent level like there are probably so many people who are better than you better and that shit is and that shit has got me in so many situations bro because like i'm just being myself and it's like i don't like i'm easy to work with so i don't want to make the music making experience uncomfortable or not pleasurable like it needs to be like you need to have fun it needs to be an enjoyable experience if you're in the studio mm-hmm. like, it don't matter how cold you are somebody's probably better than you so it's like you feel me? And now, unless it's like someone like there's certain people like I'm fucking man, they're difficult. I'll I'll plug it out because of who it is. <laughs> I, so I'd be lying if I was like, yeah, if you're difficult, yeah. I'm not working with you. Now nah, Frank Ocean wants to work and he's difficult. I'm gonna sit there. I'm fuck it. I'm gonna figure it out. Right. <laughs> but yeah. but you and know what I'm saying. I was gonna say just, just, just to clarify, I wasn't saying there are a lot of people better than you in particular. Like just, no, just, no, just no, the, but, the general no, but situation. That's how I, but that's how I approach it though, for real, bro. Like right. I approach shit. Like I know, like yo, bro, there's somebody out there that's crazy talented, but like it might be difficult to work with. It might just be an asshole, and nobody wants to do that shit. Like nobody got time for that, man. Like for real, you may, you're easy to work with. People are gonna remember the experience. Yeah, that's right. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So that 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 so especially an artist or whatever, they're gonna remember the experience. I wanted you to talk a little bit about when we talk about the experience of being mm. with artists and working together. When we said, uh, we said producer, you said underappreciate. Yeah. More about the sentiment yeah. behind that. I'm sure. Let's hear. Like I said, feel, I feel like sometimes we, I think, and I'm probably going to say not, I'm not going to speak for anyone. Like I'm, it's like, it's some pro, it's some artists, but yeah, like they producers, like they're the, they're the ones that have the sauce. They bring the, like the, I mean, they, they give you the music, bro. Sometimes we, we're the last ones to get paid or we're the last ones to get acknowledged or whatever. And it's just like, but we're kind of a, a, an important piece to, to that, to the, to the music. <laughs> so, you are the music. <laughs> so, so it's like, you know, we both need each other. So this should be equal. There should be, you know, reciprocal energy. It should be like, Hey, you know, I appreciate the artists and you know, you appreciate me too. And when you have an artist like 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 me working with Brent, Brent is like that, and that's why I feel like Brent is where he's at because of course he's talented, he's super talented, he's he's amazing, but he's like he's got humility, he's, he's humble, he's like he don't you feel me like he show we show all intact the same team, you feel exactly. what I'm saying? So like that shit matters, it, it, like you feel me that shit that look at Drake too, like bro, Drake got the same people around for him for how many years? Matter putting his putting his people on like that shit. Yeah. You know we talking like we talking. Uh, on some other shit that matters, bro. The energy yeah. you putting out, what you're, you feel me? That 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 matters. And um, and there's some people like that's why you don't, you know, you don't try to shit on people or nothing, nothing like that. But you know, but we we are sometimes very underappreciated, especially from a label. Man. When it's time to get paid, oh nah, bro. Music comes out like musical drop that you produce, you didn't even know it was coming out, and you didn't even get paid yet. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's just like it's wild. But you know, you just gotta be on top of it. How do you? So, how do you? Go ahead, Armand. Oh, so so kind of following our, our football analogy earlier, when I right. said, you know, the, the engineers, the linemen, the artists looked at as a quarterback, what position would you say that the producer kind of um, resembles or, or could be likened to in, in football? Could be like a, a, could be like a head coach, man. Like it'd be like, you feel me? Because it's like, it's more than just making the music. It's like even the experience in the studio, like you might be a therapist that day, bro. You might have to talk to the artist and just chop it up and just... You feel me? Like get get him right, get him, get him or her right, um, to get him in the right space. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
But yeah, I, I feel like, yeah, Daniel, like, because you might have a vision too. You might have a vision for a song, for a project, for, yeah. you know, either or, and it's like, you're going to put it together. You're going to, you know, you're going you know, to put it together, put the play together. And that's, you know what I mean? That's what it is. Yeah. How do you approach advocating for yourself? Just going back to really what you were saying before about, you know, being under appreciation and stuff like that. How do you advocate for yourself? Obviously, there's natural business pathways to doing so, you know, having your mm -hmm. lawyers check out stuff and speak on your behalf. But how do you as a person, mm -hmm. you know, as a producer, because like you said, you know, producers do go unnoticed, do go unrecognized, which is makes no sense to me. But, you know, it's, it's sort of like a it's a really sick custom of the business is a, a kind of mm -hmm. that way how do you approach advocating for yourself and how would you advise younger producers to do so man to advise young, yeah i mean it's like you like this should translate to everything bro it's like setting boundaries too with people yeah. and uh you know like because if you set them early then it's like all right cool people it's know clear. all right now i'm not i'm not it's very clear from the beginning but yeah you need i mean you need really you need a representation legal legal representation for show mm -hmm. because you can't there's it, you hear so many stories about young producers or uh, that sign some bullshit because they had they oh they family friend look over it. <laughs> nah, bro, like you're not. This is like you're dealing with sharks, bro. You're dealing with fucking sharks, and it's like I haven't really had negative experiences with shit like that because of my look, because of who I act. You feel me? Watching my watching my back, right? And and um, so I'm I'm very grateful for that, and um, so that that's a really really important is to have you know someone you can trust. A lawyer that you know someone that is gonna give you that representation you can trust and um also setting boundaries but um yeah and knowing when to say no it'll be an instance where like for for like for example like literally last week i did it i had me and my, uh me and my friend did a song for this artist and then signed to a label and then it came out and she said, i didn't even know it came out we didn't get paid yet and then the sub like yo like can y'all come get back in with her next week and i'm like bro like y'all gotta pay us like like Cut, like get that shit going, like, expedite yeah. it. Check. Like, like make me feel, you know, make me feel value. Like, oh yo, I'm coming, and it's like you already got paid. Especially when you know all the work that you do for, you know, because you're doing a lot of work. So it's like, nah, let's go, run it. You're a therapist. You're the musician. You're making the beats. You're doing all the stuff, and then you hey, do a lot of shit. Bro. Talking hey, about shit. come up to the next session. Like, can we have a good faith measure? Hey, for can we get you least? in? Right. So then now it's like, so now you set the tone. Like, yo, look, like cool we cool and everything i'm gonna come fuck with your artists but like in this particular situation like we need to get paid already because we are she already came out it's out already mm -hmm. and no other businesses that even makes sense at all at all so, <laughs> you so know what's, what's next for nascent man what's 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 moving forward what's next for you what are you looking forward to in your career um do you have anything that you're excited about i understand that you kind of did some film stuff too you like you made that oh uh, yeah, that was that was the the film stuff I did like seven years ago. It was to it was really just to to promote a, a beat tape I made. The I was trying to right. yeah, the music I was trying to like you know do some dope visuals for a beat tape and ended up doing a short film, which was pretty, yeah. it was pretty cool. I was because I'm I'm down I'm down to try shit, yeah. try to think outside of what you know other motherfuckers were doing too. But it's like what's next for me right now is I'm putting out a bunch of music. Like I just put out a single with CS Armstrong in August. Then mm -hmm. I put out another one with uh, this, this uh, girl named Orion the Sun. She's from Philly. Mm -hmm. And she fired you. We just did a joint. It came out in September. So I'm putting out a bunch of singles because I'm going to drop a project, an EP. Okay. And, um, you know, just, and that's like another really good uh, little, little like advice for producers is to start like doing like do swaps. Like if you have a lot of relations with certain artists, like don't even charge them for beats. Like swap, give them a beat for this project and then have them do a song for your shit. And you put it out independently, and you rack up ten of those. You know, you're gonna make you're gonna make some good. You're gonna make some bread every month, whether it's Distro Kids, Stem, or TuneCore, whoever you're going through. So these are other ways to make money outside of what the labels want to give you: three points and twenty five hundred dollars. Like, that's just not gonna sustain. Yeah. You're not eating. You know, I so it's like, yeah. Oh no, I was gonna say I, 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 I'm sorry, I keep cutting you off. Um, no, it's cool, bro. No, you keep saying things that just get mm. get questions going. So I think. These days, people really limit producers to just being beat, beat makers. Like Correct. when 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 Metro put out his album in 2018, it was a really good album. People made a big deal of it. They're like, "Oh, producer albums are back, blah blah." And it's like producers have been doing this for a while. So you, yeah. as a producer who's also putting out your own music, how do you feel when people try to limit you guys to just the person who made the beat? Like, oh, credit your producer. Yeah. The, the guy I mean, you know, it is what. Yeah, it is what it is. I mean, I don't really like. It's, I don't know. Like, it, it, that's how they feel. It's cool, but um, 
I, I mean, we, I mean, if, if you're, man, if, being a dope producer, bro, you have to have good taste. So it's like, so if you put the, you know, if you, it's like, you, you probably gonna know like where, what shit gonna fit. Cause you're, you know, you're putting it together, but it's, it's important because it's, it's, you're building more leverage. So like, I didn't get the, like, like when I started working with Brent is when I started seeing shit change because mm. people started coming to me for all oh, y'all because the, now they have something like a reference. Oh, you a broke reference. this artist. Resume, That's just yeah. hard as fuck. That shit hard as hell to break an artist. And it's not just me or Lowe's or D-Pat or Jeff. It's like, it's everybody. Yeah. You feel me? And it's like, so, it's, it, so everything got to hit at the right time. And, um, and it's like, uh, once I started doing that, I realized, I mean, I, I just, I, I saw it for myself. I was literally seeing it, like shit change. And uh, that's when you build that leverage as a producer. Because now it's like people, they, it's like these these people respect you more. Whether like at these labels or whatever, which is cool, but that's gonna get you more work. You feel what I'm saying? So like, yeah. but, um, but it's, it's it, but, you know, but it's like, I, we, we pre, we, what we do is we, you know, we, we practice what we preach, this independence, ownership. Ownership of your masters, ownership of your publishing, not giving it up, and it's like just finding other like alternatives to to making money in music, and you know, and just like setting goals, like you know, yo, if you can make a hundred thousand one year off music, cool, you know, don't live beyond your means, do what you got to do, and then next you can make two fifty, then you make, and now you don't need a side of deal because you already good, you already making money, you feel what I'm saying? So I don't gotta give up my my ownership. Yeah, that's what the, that's 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 the most important thing is your ownership. So I, I don't know if that was the maybe answer to my next question, but mm-hmm. I was going to ask you, um, mm-hmm. trying to wrap it up. How do you want people to remember Nascent's contribution to music? To music, man. Oh, uh, that's or a, anything, that's a or deep... life, not just music. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, man. I think it's a life, bro. Is that uh, shit that that you know? I was like, because you know, I, I put a lot of people together, man. I put them, in, you know, I I just wanted that I helped. You know, what I'm saying I was able to help and and. Uh, and helping and like um, put out your, you feel me, like your your vision. Because I work with a lot of young artists, bro, and it's like I'm just grateful for them because that they trusted me with their sound. You know what I'm saying? But um, yeah, man, I want to be like, yo, like shit, I got that motherfucking shit, bro. You feel me? Saying like, I want to shake. Like, yo, it's like yo, that shit from the head is gonna feel nostalgic, it's gonna feel soulful, but it's gonna feel it's gonna be me. And that's like always been my goal is to make that shit. You gonna feel that shit? You know what I mean? That's it. True Chicago. True Chicago guy. Yeah, true Chicago. I'll phone them. I'll phone them. I tried. I tried. I tried. That's, that's, that's a Jersey, a Jersey dude doing the Chicago lingo, trying to make my guess. You, 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 you like that song? You, you like Fernito by Chief Keef? Fernito's incredible, dog. Uh, <laughs> we, me, me and Nick, our brothers, are Alpha Phi Alpha, so we would stroll to that yeah, at yeah, parties yeah. when it would come on. So yeah, that's yeah, that song yeah. is near and dear to my heart. As is Chicago, all Chicago things, and, and you again, man. Thank you so much for. No, I appreciate y'all for having me, bro. Uh, yeah. And we're about to transition to the bulletin board. You mentioned you got a project coming out, so please, like, I, you know, if, if you don't got the date yet, that's fine. But if there's no, let's talk you... about it. Let's real quick. Yeah, yeah, the project is the EP is called "Minus the Bullshit." Life's great, mm. and that's gonna drop. Uh, it's gonna drop in uh, January because it was supposed to drop this month, but uh, it just yeah, I'm finishing it up. So nice. that's uh, gonna be that's my favorite Jeezy line from mm-hmm. TM 101. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I just it just fit the narrative of what I was going through. It just fit what I was going through. I was making okay. it, and the album is called "Don't Grow Up Too Soon." So that's gonna mm-hmm. just be like a little, you feel me, yeah. building up to the album. So yeah, okay, all right, yeah. all right. That's it. Watch out! Don't grow up too soon. Let's don't, go. Don't don't go. grow up too soon, but never don't do that. That's the vibe. That's the vibe. I'm feeling that at 25 years old. I'm feeling that. So <laughs> I feel like that's gonna resonate with the boy. Um, <laughs> Other bulletin board things to get into. Nick, this is a cool project out right now. Let yeah. us know. So I wanted to shout out my guy, uh, Ashton Combs. He was on episode 25. Ashton Combs just released a project. It's called The Other Side. It's available now. Everyone go check out that one, Ashton Combs, The Other Side. Mm-hmm. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we had a phenomenal episode. Yes, as you know, you always get Armand and Nick. But this week, we brought y'all Nasset. Uh, amazing guy amazing 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 thank you so much for your insight for your 
for your for your your candidness, your candor, candor. We're your candidness. And also, I, I do want to apologize for the mispronunciation of the name. That's actually something. No, it's all good, bro. It happens a lot all the time. But you know, I gotta I gotta get more popular. You know? And don't worry, it's not just you. Nick gets on me every episode for mispronouncing somebody's name. So, but, look, man, you your your catalog and and your input on the industry are worthy of people's respect so thank you again so much for going up on the show uh the busy boys appreciate it ladies and gentlemen back-to-back weeks where we 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 gave y'all some quality information if you're not inspired if you're not making beats right now if you are not looking up the nearest mixing pro program that you can download or torrent or whatever so you can start mixing (laughs) making your music you're wasting your time you're wasting your time like we we here bringing you the info, the goods. So, with that said, it's the busy boys. It's the boy Armand Kombucha Poppy Nick Early, the guy Kombucha King. You heard Kombucha, Kombucha King. King. You heard we, <laughs> him. Get him. You know that. the vibes. We need that sponsorship expeditiously. But until we get that, you know, stay safe, stay humble, stay moisturized, stay hydrated. And stay busy, ladies and gentlemen. Let's hit that. And mind your business. (laughs) Mind your business. (laughs) Baby girl, baby girl, how you feeling? I've been out in the world, staying busy, taking time, getting right. If you miss me. Now